Welcome to the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Hey, so glad y'all are with us today on the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. Listen, today is an interesting episode. I... About a month ago, month and a half ago, I came across this video. Uh, it was a reel on Facebook or somewhere, but uh, I was just kind of thumbing through some leadership reels, and I saw this reel by Simon Sinek. Now, I, I say Sinek because I honestly have no idea how to say his name. I was even Googling just before we started, like, how do you pronounce this dude's last name? Anyway, Simon, the leadership guru, he did a TED Talk, and it was really interesting. And he said this. He was really... Uh, kind of intrigued by how the Navy SEALs picked SEAL Team 6. Now, SEAL Team 6 is the best of the best of the best of the best. And so he said, I really wanted to understand how they chose who the best of the best. You, we, we know if you if you make it to be a Navy SEAL Special Forces, you've beat out all of these other people and you're considered the best. But even among the best, there's another level. And he said, I really wanted to understand how they evaluated it. And they said it to him like this. Well, it's kind of simple. You And he draws a graph, and on one side there's trust, and on the other side there's performance. And what he says is if, if you're high performance and low trust, you're immediately disqualified. They're, they're looking for someone, and the, the way he said Navy SEAL said it is not someone that you can just trust with your life, but also with your wife and your finances and your whole life, like this ultimate level of trust and so it's like not just someone that you know is going to perform really, really, really well at your job, their job, but someone that you could turn all of yourself over to and trust. And he said what's interesting, the more that he talked and they kind of dug into this conversation when he was speaking with the military, he said they would even take someone of uh, medium performance and high trust over someone that was high performance and low or medium trust. The idea there was that trust was so important that though performance really, really mattered, if there was no trust, you didn't really have anything. Well, that conversation, looking in on that clip from Simon, I really began to think, okay, what are some keys then? If They, they had two, right? Performance and trust was really big for them. I began to think about in my own life and in, uh, in our organization here in Tifton at First Baptist, what are, what are some keys to cultivating a high-quality team? Or even probably better said, what are four keys to being a high-quality person, a high-quality employee, a high-quality leader, a high-quality parent, a high-quality friend? What are four things? And I, and, and I pulled these four things from really kind of stretching out that performance and trust. I, just, I wanted to stretch it out and unpack it a little more than he did. And the first for me, kind of the foundational thing, and I had these mixed up for a little while when I was, at least I had to rearrange them in my mind. Uh, so the first thing, that if you're thinking about what would it take to be, uh, if you're going to be on my team, the things that I value, it, it, the things that I think ultimately all people value, what's the foundational kind of the bedrock quality that makes you that teammate that everyone wants to have? And I would argue that the first would be character. Proverbs ten nineteen says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, 
but whoever takes a crooked path will be found out. So character is kind of the bedrock. I wouldn't even say kind of. Character is the bedrock, the foundation that you build trust, education, and performance on. Those are the four areas that we're going to be talking about today. But we have to start with character. And character, I've heard it said like this. I can't remember who said this phrase, but I heard this years and years ago. Character is who you are when no one is looking. Character is good character is when the things that you say and the way that you live are good and they align with one another. John Maxwell said this one time, and I loved this this quote, this phrase. It stuck with me and has stayed with me forever. And it's honestly, thankfully, ha- has kind of cycled through my brain in moments when I needed it. But this is what John Maxwell said one time. He said, your gifts, your talents, and your abilities will get you in the door, but your character is the thing that will keep you there. I'm going to say that again because you need to hear it twice. I need to hear it twice. Your gifts, your talents, your abilities will get you in the door, but it's your character that keeps you there. Character is the foundation foundation that you build everything else upon who you really are at the core of your being, right? Like the foundation, the fountain, I guess, everything in your life flows from should be, can be good character, right? Like you you want to be someone that tells the truth. You want to be someone that's dependable. You want to be someone that doesn't cheat, doesn't lie, doesn't steal. Like good character matters. You want to be truthful. You want to be honoring with your work. Right? You, whoever walks in his integrity walks securely. Like you, you can have confidence when you have good character. You don't have to be looking over your shoulder. So character is the foundation of these four qualities of cultivating a high-quality team member or becoming a high-quality person. So character would be first. The second thing, and I would point back to Simon's, uh, his real, it has to be trust. Someone said this one time, when trust is betrayed, the system collapse. Like when trust is betrayed, the system collapses. I begin to think about it in, in this way. I've seen it play out on teams before, um, in my vocation. I've also seen it play out, uh, as far as organized sports go, someone can be the quarterback, but if the team doesn't trust them, they don't really want to run their plays. I've seen this happen too many times in the world. Right. If a leader is, I'll point it for you this way. If you are encouraging, a serving, and leading a group of people, but but you get in a sticky situation and you throw your team under the bus, or you don't lead well, or you refuse to defend them, or you don't stand by them, well, what that does in that moment is is you begin to lose their trust. And it doesn't matter. And I'll say that it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. If your team doesn't trust you, they will not follow you. Like it it kind of goes, you, you can branch that out in, in relationships and in sports, whatever way. It, it doesn't matter how, matter how great of a person you are. It doesn't matter how many talents and gifts and abilities that you have. It doesn't matter how good you can perform if you can't be trusted. And the only way that you're going to be a person of trust is if you build a character that is good and consistent and faithful. Listen, when trust is betrayed, the system collapses. You have to be a person that everyone around you can trust. Because I'll tell you this, and we're going to get here at the end when we talk about performance, but when I consider my team, there are people on our team, including myself, that there are some days that we just don't perform well. Like there are some weeks that 
that you know the podcast isn't the greatest podcast that it could be. The information's not as clear and as fluid as it could be, and or the sermon's not the best, or or maybe some leadership point wasn't on, you know, wasn't on point, or whatever it is. Like the performance can lack around here, but poor performance can be shaped. Poor performance can be encouraged. Poor performance can be educated in such a way that it becomes good performance. But trust, when trust is betrayed and the system collapses, it takes so much time and energy and effort to rebuild that system that it's often difficult to move, move forward. It's possible and it's beautiful when it happens, but it's difficult. So you want your character to be the bedrock and then you want to build a pattern of trust so that the people around you know that no matter what, even if you're underperforming or they're underperforming in the moment, you can trust that person. You can lean on that person. You can know that that person's going to care for you. Even in those moments where where performance isn't great and maybe sometimes even there's some ignorance or you're undereducated in an area where you should be a little sharper, if you have trust and you have character, oftentimes your boss, your friends, your family will stand beside you and lean into you and help you rather than let you go or sever that even that job responsibility or that relationship, even if you are underperforming or undereducated because they trust you, because your character is good. Now, the third point is, is really important to me because I believe that if you have good character and if you build trust, then a natural progression of that that leads to performance is education. And I want, you, I want to be really clear when I say this. Um, when I started, I'll just give you a story. When I started at First Baptist, I had um, no degree. I've been here almost 11 years. Uh, this fall will be 11 years. When I started at First Baptist, I had no education, no theological training. I had no degree. And so I started to go to school um, online while I was working a full-time job. My wife and I were married, and then we began to, uh, to foster children. We were foster parents. And in that season of education, I, I was able to get several degrees. I have a, uh, a degree in counseling. I have a degree in theology. I have um, a master's degree in theology. And what I learned is this, education is not the same as having a degree. I could tell you today, right now, um, if you wanted to, to know something about the hypostatic union, or you want to know something about the Trinity, or you wanted to understand the stages of grief, or, or what it meant to be introspective in, in your pursuit of consciousness, I could walk you through some, psych, some psychology and some theology that would be like, oh, yeah, this guy really knows what he's talking about. Like, this is really interesting. And at the end of the day, it would probably add very little value to your life, <laughs> if I were really honest. I mean, it could in some settings, no doubt, like if you needed to hear about grief. But the education, you say, TJ, why in the world would you say that? Because the education, the degrees that I received did not empower me to be the leader that I am or have been to the degree that I saw the, the this this organization grow. And you say, whoa, TJ, are, are you sure about that? Yes. This is what I'll tell you. We went from 60 in a basement to 200 in a gym to 400, um, 400 people in a gym. We went from one service to two services. Our staff began to grow, and we went through monumental amounts of change before I had a degree on the wall. So you can't equate degrees 
with education. And you can't always hear me say this because a lot of times it's, I, I see people say, well, if you want to serve in this role, in this leadership role, if you want to serve this company, if you want to serve these people, we we require a, a mandatory uh, PhD or a mandatory master's degree. And listen, if you're a boss, if you're a leader, if you're a company, if you're a church, sometimes you shoot yourself in the foot because if you wanted to hire Bill Gates and that was your requirement, you couldn't. Bill Gates, uh, he did uh, pre-law at Harvard and dropped out, right? Mark Zuckerberg, Harvard, dropped out, right? I mean, uh, the, the list could go on and on, right? And winter, right? The, the, um, the fashion, the European fashion lady, right? All these people are incredibly educated, but they don't have degrees. So that's why I say that was a little longer of an explanation than I probably would have even liked to give you, but I feel like it's justified because sometimes we look at degrees and say, oh, this person knows everything because they have a degree. The reality is, is oftentimes someone can be have a great degree and be undereducated in the field that they're working in. And so it doesn't take, I, I'm saying all that to say that real education is a foundation and it's a quality of cultivating a high, you know, it's a key to cultivating a high quality team or a high quality team member, but a degree isn't necessary for education. If you were to look at the um, the Webster's Dictionary, it would say that education is the process, process of receiving or giving instruction. It also says that it's an enlightening experience. So there are ways, I'll give you an example, and this is why I believe education is important, even education over degrees. I value education more than I value just a degree. You say, why do you say that? Well, if there's someone underperforming in an area, you can put resources in that person's hand and in that person's life to help educate that person to where they become proficient in their field, they become confident in their abilities, and then they begin to perform well. One of the ways to sharpen performance is continuing education, but you don't have to have a degree to be educated. And I think that's something, especially moving into the world that we're, we're living in, as things move in 2022, the culture that we live in, we for so long have prized academia, right? That we have a lot of people that have degrees that are kind of worthless. You see that with the 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 crisis almost with student loans. I have friends who went to music college, big, great colleges where they spent $180,000, $250,000 on their, their six-year degree from these prestigious schools, and they're working as an art teacher somewhere making $45,000, $50,000 a year, and it, it just doesn't balance well. Because we, we so prize the degree, this prestigious degree on, on the wall, that even sometimes we've sacrificed trust, character, and education, really learning the things that you're passionate about, learning what you're good at, not just what degree you want to get, but learning what you're good at, learning more about yourself and your gifts. So education is really important to me, but I don't want when I say education for you to hear degrees. I don't think I made that probably um, as clear as mud. So just look through that. The last thing today, and this is, this is for me, um, would be the last. Like if I, were, if I were ranking these, character would be first, or first, the foundation, right? So character would be first. Character, I believe, informs trust, establishes trust. And then on top of character and trust, you want someone who is educated in their field. But again, I'm going to say this before I move on. I cannot, cannot say this enough. Do not throw the baby out with the bathwater. If somebody doesn't have a specific degree, but they have a specific skill set and are willing to be educated, bring them in, encourage them, 
build them up, pour into their lives, and watch them flourish. All right, so that's my importance level. Character, trust, education, and the last would be performance. On my team, this is this is the way that I think of and even rank when I'm doing evaluations. Does this person have good character? Yes. Does this person, do I trust this person? And do I trust them with our team? Yes. Are they willing to learn, right? Education. Yes. Are they underperforming? Maybe. I can live with underperforming for a season as long as this person has character, trust, and will educate themselves to become a better performer. So performance, I'm not saying that it's not important. We want to be excellent and we want to be efficient, right, in everything that we do. And that's the goal here in our organization. And uh, even uh, I have a partnership here in the city, a gym that I own. We say all the time to each other, we want to be excellent because we believe that whatever we do, like First Corinthians tells us, right, whatever we do, whether we eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. I believe, we believe, even in this podcast, we when we do this, we're doing this to be excellent. We don't want to do a halfway job because people look in on this, and this is a representation of the Lord. It's a representation of our gifting. So we want to. Don't hear me say that good character, being able to trust someone and someone willing to learn is an excuse for prolonged bad performance. That is not what I'm saying. What I am saying is performance is absolutely important, but don't sacrifice trust and character just so you can have someone around you that's really good at what they do. And don't throw someone out that's a poor performer if they have great character and you trust them and they're willing to learn. I really believe if you can wrap your mind and your heart around these three ideas or these four ideas, if you will, and they all really kind of crescendo into performance because here's, here's the thing. If you look at long-standing, long-tenured people in whatever realm that you want, whether it's filmmaking, music, business, it doesn't matter. It's typically going to be someone whose character paved the way for them. They gained trust of a community. They were willing to educate themselves and to continue to learn. And it made their performance eventually great. And it was performance that got better and better and better. People who become really, really great in this life, leading teams and being on teams, are people who commit themselves to having good character, being trustworthy, being willing to learn. And listen, I'll say this too. This is a point that I didn't make earlier, but it's really, really important to the education aspect. To be willing to learn, you have to be completely humble. You have to be willing to admit, you know what? Like, I don't know that or I don't know as much about whatever as I thought I did. So let me educate myself so that my performance can take it up to the next level. So I, listen, I hope this has been helpful in your organization, uh, in, in your family, in your friend groups, um, at, at your job, your church, wherever. Think through these four keys to cultivating a high-quality team and being a high-quality leader. Are you a leader? Let me just ask you this before we're done hanging out today. Are you a leader with good character? And when you examine your heart, when you, like I said earlier, when you think about who you are when no one's around, is that kind of character that you can be proud of? Can you be proud of that kind of character? Then are you someone that's trustworthy? Like, like can people depend on you and count on you? Then are you willing to learn? Learn from people who aren't like you, right? Are, are you willing to learn things that you don't know, to have hard conversations, 
Are you humble enough to admit that, you know what, I don't know everything, and I need somebody that knows more to begin to speak into my life? And the last thing, are you performing well? Are you doing everything that you do for the glory of God? Are you trying to operate in excellence in such a way that people look in on your life and your job and say, you know what, and he, that person is excellent, and there's, there's got to be a reason they're so excellent. My reason, listen, I want to be great at what I do. I want to be a great preacher. I want to be a great worship leader. I want to be a great um, podcaster, gym owner, whatever you name it. Whatever I do, I don't like doing things poorly because I know it's a reflection of one, who I am, but more importantly, of who I claim to follow and serve. I know it's a reflection of Jesus. And so that's why, from a Christian perspective, if you're a ministry leader, that's why we want to be excellent and we want to perform well and we want to have good character and we want to be trustworthy and we want to know what we're talking about because ultimately we are a reflection of Jesus. Well, listen, thanks so much for hanging out with me today. I hope you can glean something from these four keys to cultivating a high-quality team and being a high-quality leader. And know this, for certain, we are always going to talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. If you glean something from this, it would mean a whole lot to me. Uh, If you would like, subscribe, share it. That's on YouTube. You can share it on your Facebook. Uh, Invite people into this conversation uh, if this has been beneficial for you. Listen, thanks so much for hanging out. We'll talk again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast, where we talk about life, leadership, and the gospel. If you enjoyed this episode, share with a friend. For more content, follow us on Instagram and YouTube. If you have any questions you would like to ask TJ, whether it is about life, leadership, or the gospel, you can email those to TJ Malden Leadership Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening, and we hope you join us again on the TJ Malden Leadership Podcast.